This is the GPL Podcast, sponsored by Vintage Minnesota Hockey, your exclusive source for throwback Minnesota jerseys. Visit VintageMNHockey.com. Now, here's Hammy, Vigo, and your host, Jupiter. Good evening and welcome back to the GPL podcast, episode number 129. Well, last week we took the week off because, well, I had to move and I had so much to do, so we just kind of had to take it off. So we kind of have a lot to cover this week and boy, uh, Viggs, sweep of the Badgers and, you know, four points against OSU. Uh, I would say things are looking a little better. What are your thoughts on the on the, on the, on the team right now. Yeah. As Don Lucia likes to call them segments, <laughs> these last, uh, four games, they're three Oh, three Oh and one, which is, which is pretty darn good considering what they were up against, trying to get home ice, trying to secure their position in the pairwise and just kind of the pressure cooker they're, they're in right now with the seniors group, their sticks pretty tight and a goalie battle going on. So, uh, pretty good performances for them all around. I think the most important thing is they're still playing really well defensively. Uh, and then when they do have lapses, Robson's there to cover up the mistakes. Hey, I mean, we've, uh, Lucia has said for years and years, um, split on the split on the road, sweep at home. I haven't quite done that this year, but uh, the Badger sweep was a pretty good sweep. And then actually uh, the offense kind of woke up finally, at least for that series. Yeah, I was kind of a little surprised by it, especially that second game. It kind of yeah. reminded me of uh, a few years ago when we totally bitch slapped them that one time. What was it like nine to two or whatever it was? Um, it kind of had, you know, it was a little reminiscing a, a little bit about that game when I was watching that uh, that Saturday. So that, it was definitely a little bit of a surprise in terms of the offensive output and just the way that they throttled the Badgers, considering Wisconsin has definitely been a, you know, they've been a little bit better team this year. So. Uh, but it, it was great to see. I mean, you always like to beat you. I mean, we always talked about it when Wisconsin sucked. It was like uh, <laughs> you really didn't take as much joy in beating the hell out of them because it was like, well, they suck. So it's not like you're really showing anything. But um, now that they're a little bit you know, more improved and have a little bit better talent on the team and you, you smoke them, uh, it has a little bit uh, of a nicer feel to it. So that was great. And, and because even though the, the, the Ohio State series was a de- very defensive series, one positive I said that did come out from, from the Badger series um, was that uh, Bristed finally scored a goal and Pitlick kind of got back at scoring goals again. Yeah, they were kind of messing with the lines a little bit to try to get uh, those two going. And I think they were pretty effective moves. You know, I think putting anybody with Casey Middlestat will will get their offensive game going and maybe makes the game a little bit easier for Leon Bristad. Of course, he had the, the flu bug that finally hit him that kept him out of the Ohio State series. But I think, you know, if they can put him with Middlestat, you know, Leon's got a good shot. He can shoot the puck. He's just been kind of snake bit this year. Uh, so if they can get some scoring from him, he's a 100-point scorer over his career. Uh, so that's that's pretty consistent over four years. He's just struggled this year to, to find the back of that net. And then Hammy, it's obviously good that Pitlick kind of got going again as well against the Badgers. 
Yeah, I mean, that, obviously, he really can shoot the puck. Uh, I think, you know, we've talked about it many times that, you know, when he's shooting the puck a lot, usually good things happen. So it was, um, it was nice to see him kind of get uh, on track. And um, for me, you know, like, like we talked about a little bit earlier, is just defensively, you know, the fact that they've basically allowed two goals or less for, I think, I don't even know, how, six out of the last seven, something along those lines. So, I mean, it's definitely been a, a very improved effort defensively and uh, obviously goaltending plays a big part of that well let's speaking of goaltending uh Viggs, it's been robson for quite a while now um is Sheehorn going to get back in there or is it kind of have a wait and see if uh robson kind of falters first well i think the only way eric gets back in the net is if robson has a tough game uh lucia said today he, he he's talked with Sheehorn quite a bit about the the goalie situation and Eric understands that, you know, when Matt's playing this well, there isn't really room to give the net to somebody else. Um, and he said that as long as Matt's playing well, he's going to be the guy going forward. And he's just looked really solid. He's looked quiet. He's looked calm. Uh, he talked about today that uh, he envisions himself almost like a QB in the pocket. You know, even when there's a lot of pressure around him, he's just got to, you know, step up and be calm. And he does that. His rebound control has been phenomenal. Uh, and he's, you know, he's a bigger goalie, so he can get away with being really quiet. And that's something we haven't seen in Minnesota for a while. It just makes me, it makes me laugh because wasn't it like the second or third game that he was playing somebody, I don't know who it was on GPL or maybe there was more than one person. They were like, well, he's not the answer. (laughs) I'm like, the guy's like two games into his college career and they're already throwing the towel in on him. And so it's nice to see him you know, playing really well. And I, I think it's kind of hilarious. Well, I, I would agree. Um, you know, that and that's kind of the direction that we had a question, you know, John uh, Kendall's is wondering, you know, will Robson get both games this weekend? And uh, from what you say, Viggs, it looks like he probably will, as long as he plays well Friday night against Penn state. Yeah. As long as he plays well, you know, Shearhorn was playing pretty well and, you know, he gets into a game and, you know, loses a couple of rebounds, gets a lot of pressure, you know, that can happen to a goalie um, and they start overplaying the puck, but Robson's a pretty cool cucumber. You know, he's real comfortable talking to the media. He seems to have a real good attitude. He's a competitive guy. He's played a lot of hockey. You know, he took Penticton all the way to the BCHL finals, a lot of game sevens. So he's got a lot of experience. He's, you know, an older guy. So um, as long as he plays well, he'll, he'll keep the pipes. That was some beautiful music, whoever that was. <laughs> Sorry, that was my Netflix. Uh, I shut my on its own. So. Oh, no, it's all good. Um, remember, if you have a question, if you're listening live, you know you can either do it through the Mixler chat window. I'll see the question. Or uh, or just via the Twitter, just use the hashtag GPL podcast, and we'll try to, we'll try to answer it for you. Um, we've got Reed Rothschild. He wants to know, what are your guys' opinion on how number six is handled? or how number six has been handled. Um, kind of, he's saying, you know, is this a desperation move by Don? How has Phillips kind of turned out there, Hammy? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty, I've said this on one of our earlier podcasts, I think it's a pretty tough position to put a guy in, you know, halfway through the season. He hasn't really kind of been brought up with the team, you know, in the kind of in the dry land and the captain's practices and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think it's pretty difficult to put a guy in there and expect him to thrive. I mean, um, I, I think he's got a bright future ahead of him, but I just think he's been put kind of in a tough spot. And 
So I, I like I said in a few podcasts ago, I just feel like you kind of have to give him a break for this half of the you know the season, and uh, hopefully that he comes in next fall and just has a, a good start to the year because I, I just think it's a tough position to put him in. Uh, Viggs, I think I would agree. You know, they just Phillips, can, you know, they kind of wanted to bring him in earlier this year. He couldn't quite get in, and and now there is kind of a lot of pressure for him to you know be the man back there, but you know. <laughs> he's only been playing for about a month and a half or two here. So, uh, um, and then he's been in and out. So, uh, well, what can we expect from him really? Well, I think they were hoping that he could come in and maybe be a seventh defenseman and contribute on the power play, you know, be a threat up top to shoot, you know, maybe move the puck a little bit quicker. And I think the way that Gophers are playing this season, they just don't have room to, to develop a guy into that situation. You know, especially when they go on the road, you know, and they need to have defensemen they can count on that can play in the defensive zone. And I think that's a big ask for, for anybody coming in as a freshman, much less coming in halfway through the season, is to get up to speed with how to play defense in college hockey. You know, because he's a young player. You know, he's only 19. So I, I think they would prefer, you know, having some older guys come in who've got a little bit more experience, a little bit more size. Um, and it's a tough spot. Again, it was kind of a no-lose situation for, for both of them because they you know, feel he'll probably be gone in three and a half years anyway. Um, so there's a chance to, to at least give it a shot. You know, and I think it's also a matter of this team, they, it, it, they are who they are. You know, I mean, they're not going to be the razzle-dazzle type, but, you know, from a defensive standpoint, you kind of have to go with, you know, whatever fits your your team's talents. And I think that, the fact that they're playing a little bit more defensive oriented and they're, you know, they got a good goalie who's on his game right now that, you know, maybe relying on a guy, especially a young guy to kind of contribute a lot offensively. Maybe it's just not the right fit for uh, where this team is at right now. Interesting. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. And like, I, I, I think we'll get more out of him next season. Kind of like what you guys said. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, so we get the sweep of the Badgers. Then Hammy, then we come back home and do quite the defensive struggle, a 2-1 to victory over Ohio State, and then a 1-1 tie where uh, Ohio State ends up winning in the shootout. Um, any thoughts on the Ohio State series? Well, I mean, it's kind of interesting because it seems like whenever we play them, it's one of those you know up and down the rink, and it's kind of crazy a little bit here or there. And, um, you know, so, so to see it, yes, low-scoring series, uh, that was for me, a little surprise. I kind of expected, it, especially coming off that Wisconsin series. Yeah. I thought it may be a little bit more of a high-scoring series. Um, uh, but you know, fortunately, like we like we talked about, we have a goalie who's playing, you know, some really good hockey. And I think that this team is kind of maybe finding, you know, its uh, identity in some respects. And so maybe that's a good thing, kind of coming down the stretch here. And hopefully, that'll kind of lead them on, on some good things when they get into the playoffs. And another thing that you kind of touched on, you know, Viggs, is the is the team defense is is playing a lot better right now. Um, you know, they've given up five goals in the last four games, and you know, one goal each night against Ohio State. Um, so that's got to be a positive. And offense, we just need to hope comes around. Yeah, part of me was thinking as this team is getting their mindset of we need to be a really tight defensive team. It almost allows them to play a game like they did did against Wisconsin, you know, where they take advantage of another team's mistakes. It's almost kind of like that Notre Dame style that we've seen the last couple of years is where, you know, they play so good defensively that they put all their effort into the counter. 
and, and counterattacking. You know, you see that in soccer a lot where teams score off defense. And that's almost the mindset that this team has right now. And maybe it can free them up to, to score some goals here down the stretch. But uh, I think they've looked really good. I was kind of surprised to see the Gates, Novak, Sheehy line do such a good job uh, checking Lashinsky line this weekend. You know, that's a line that's given the Gophers plenty of problems in the past. And those guys played on the right side of the puck all weekend and did a great job against them. And I think they were plus two on the weekend. So, boys, any other thoughts on the last two series since we didn't have our podcast last week? I know, Hammy, we're a little, you're a little short, maybe a little short on time tonight, so I just want to make sure you get in all your thoughts. <laughs> oh, I think I got them all out pretty much. <laughs> I just thought it was really great to see them, you know, like I said, kind of go into Wisconsin and um, beat a rival a couple times and pretty thoroughly beat them on the second game. So that, that was great to see. And um, just being able to rise to the occasion against a team that's ahead of it in the uh, standings with Ohio State, that was nice to see as well. All right. Well, before we move on, we need to listen to our sponsor. VintageMNHockey.com is a proud sponsor of the GPL podcast. Well, what is Vintage MN Hockey? Well, it's kind of the place to get all of your history of Minnesota hockey, from the pros to the minors, to the collegiate teams, to even the high school teams. All information about any of those teams can be found on VintageMNHockey.com. They also have great interviews with some historical Minnesota hockey figures like John Mayasich and Lou Nanny, Glenn Sonmore, some of the greats of Minnesota hockey. So make sure you check out those interviews. It's a really great thing. But as like I always say, I think my favorite part is the store. The store, you can buy a custom historical jersey from the Gophers or the Bulldogs or some of your favorite high school teams. And if you do make a purchase, just use the code GPLPODCAST, all one word, and you'll get 10% off your order. So make sure you visit VintageMNHockey.com and follow them on Twitter at VintageMNHockey. All right. Well, while we are away, and actually not while we were away, a little bit before of the last series, um, Viggs, uh, Skate with the Gophers happened. And and one thing that I noticed from you and a couple other people is that uh, Skate with the Gophers was a little bit different in how they handled it this year. And some people were not very happy. Yeah, you know, they broke it up over a long period of time. I, I think they had different groups of skaters on the ice, different groups of players signing autographs. And I think the idea and the intention was to kind of allow the people on the ice to get more interaction with the players and the people who are getting autographs, you know, to have a shorter wait to get signatures. So I understand that some people are upset that they didn't feel like they either got enough time on the ice or get access to enough players. But for, I brought my five-year-old and three-year-old and they thought it was great. You know, they, they got to interact with all the players who were on the ice. Uh, you know, it was quick and easy getting through the, the lines to, to see the players. My daughter enjoyed getting the cheerleader autographs more than uh, getting with the players. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it's all your perspective on, on how they do things. You know, after every Saturday game, they do sign autographs in the, the concourse. Um, so if someone's looking to to fill up their poster with everybody's signature, that's a way to do it. But, you know, different perspectives from different people, I guess. I guess some people were just upset that maybe not all the players were there or something like that. It's been well, years. They, been... they were spread out, you know. Then, you know, it's a long day for the players if they're going to be out there for four or five hours. So, you know, they spread it out a little bit. Okay. 
Okay. Well, you know, I just, I remember people talking about it and I knew you were there. So I thought I'd get your perspective on it. And I saw some of your pictures of, of your kids and it looks like they did have a great time. So. Yep. I was, I was, I was joking uh, with some people that Tyler and Annie and Brandon McManus get passes cause they're, they're so nice to the kids that, that day. So we won't uh, talk about those turnovers too much. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple uh, this past weekend that weren't that great and didn't turn out great. So what can you do? Well, right now, guys, the, the team is up to fourth place in the Big Ten. Um, I believe, you know, points-wise, they can tie Ohio State for second place if Ohio State happens to get swept this weekend. But I believe they lose the tiebreaker there. Um, so playoff seedings, I believe the highest they can get is third. Is that correct, Viggs? That's correct. They could go third to sixth this weekend. I, I confirmed uh, with the Big Ten, Ohio State has second locked up. Notre Dame obviously first and Michigan State seventh. So, you know, a lot can still happen this weekend. Uh, we know that Ohio, Notre Dame is going to get the bye. Ohio State's going to have second locked up. And now it's all... <laughs> All what happened? It's basically what Minnesota and Wisconsin decide to do this weekend, and Penn State because everyone else is kind of stuck. Michigan, you know, their, their season's done. They've already played their twenty-four games, so they just kind of have to sit and wait. And you know, if Minnesota only if Minnesota gets one game this weekend, then they'll, they'll have a kind of third place locked up. So either way, a lot can happen this weekend. I'll hammy. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I was like you were talking about, I was kind of doing the math before the podcast, trying to figure out, you know, what's the highest I can go. And I was, I was like, how does Michigan have 24 games already? But I, I, <laughs> I didn't really think about some of the unbalanced stuff and how that might all add up. But anyway, um, it's, uh, it's good. All things considered that, I mean, obviously this is not exactly the result we expected at the beginning of the year. We certainly expected them to be, you know, probably more up closer to where Notre Dame is right now than we expected them to kind of be in the middle of the, conference so that's a little disappointing in that sense but i guess um now it's all about kind of trying to peak for the offs you know for the postseason i should say and then uh and trying to get your best hockey when the games matter the most well, one thing i do find interesting about this unbalanced schedule Viggs, is that uh let's say that uh, michigan did win the conference this year um and it was this season and they don't play the last weekend they wouldn't play the next weekend uh, that could be kind of troublesome if you have two full weeks off. Well, luckily for them, they did schedule Arizona State, so that while that does seem like a bye week, they they will be on the ice skating. Um, it's just they're not in the Big Ten play. But on the other side, you know, if you have a team that were to you know just get the bye and lose that game, you know, that's only one game in three weeks too. Um, so the way this shakes out is it could be a tough you know, mental grind to get to the NCAA tournament if you ended up in that situation where you just play one game in three weeks. So this week, Minnesota heads to Penn State uh, for the final regular season uh, series uh, against the Nittany Lions. Uh, Viggs, what can we expect out of Penn State? Shots, 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 shots. <laughs> and fake shots, according to their stats group. Yeah, I mean, the shot attempts are, are pretty much accurate. It's just the shots on goal. Uh, goalies get credited with more saves, and they get credited with more shots. But, uh, you know, Penn State's a pretty talented team. They don't sit back and trap. Uh, they're going to come out and attack and, and try to put pucks on net and traffic in, in the blue paint. 
Um, Sturtz is a heck of a player, a lot of, a lot of good effort. And uh, Smirnoff, the, the Russian player, is, is a good scorer for them. I don't think they have as much depth on defense as they had last year, uh, which hurts them a little bit. They don't get in transition quite as easily. Uh, but they are dangerous, and they'll, they'll test Robson, who you know, hasn't seen a lot of traffic in, in front of him the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think that's going to change this weekend in front of a pretty rabid fan base. Hammy, what are you looking forward to this weekend against Penn State? And like like Viggs is saying, they do t- play a more up-tempo style of game. Um, I know I like that type of style. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, they were the team that I kind of was hoping that that would be really a lot, very good early in the you know Big Ten uh, conference development, and they've certainly lived up to that to a certain degree. Uh, they weren't as great this year, of course, but. They've been better than I think a lot of people expected them to be early in their uh, college D1 uh, career or whatever you want to call it, uh, history. Um, So it's going to be great to see the Gophers on the road. I think they played pretty well uh, when they've gone on the road there. Um, And I think if they can play defensively like they have been, kind of get a lead. It looks like to me, I mean, I haven't watched a lot of Penn State games this year, but um, Certainly, it doesn't look like they've had particularly good goaltending. Um, so I think that that kind of plays to our advantage if we can get some goals and uh, play our solid defense. So uh, hopefully they'll get a at a minimum of split so we can uh, you know get some uh, home ice and make sure that we're uh, you know getting some advantage in that first playoff round. And the interesting part is, Viggs, is that, uh, you know, we could sweep Penn State this weekend and Penn State would come right back to Mariucci for the playoff. Yep, sure thing. Anything could happen uh, in the standings. You know, Penn State's a dangerous team to play in a one-off situation, but I think in a three-game series, you know, that's a matchup Minnesota would like. As Hamden was talking about, Peyton Jones hasn't been as good this year as he was last year. You know, he's had a couple nights where he's given up four or five goals. Um, and Minnesota played very well last time they went out against Penn State. So I think it's a good matchup for Minnesota. And if you could get them back on the Olympic ice, I think that helps even more. So what are we thinking this weekend, guys? I mean, boy, it is a great crowd, Viggs, but uh, and they are a little bit down this year. But uh, I, I'm expecting a fun series. I'm expecting a fun series, but I just don't think Minnesota is going to give up a lot of goals. I think they're playing so well defensively right now. I think they're playing so disciplined with the puck. It's going to be hard for Penn State to get anything going. Uh, I think, you know, six points for Minnesota is what's going to happen. Well, I like the sound of that. Um, Hammy, you think six points? You think the Gophers can get the sweep this weekend? Come on, let's hear some positivity. I, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go to that uh, level. I think that, the, you know, I do expect them to come out of it with at least one win. Uh, hopefully they'll kind of lock it up on, you know, the first game so they're not sweating it out in that second game and have the pressure on. But um, it'll be nice uh, if they can somehow win those two games and kind of push ahead of uh, Michigan to kind of get that third spot. So that would be nice, but I'm not really expecting that on the road. Now, one interesting thing that we've heard, obviously, with some of the the playoff TV, that first weekend doesn't sound like it's going to be on TV, but one interesting thing I did hear from Butchacross this past weekend is it sounds like ESPN might be covering some of the Big Ten hockey tournament. Did did you hear anything this weekend, Viggs, when you were at Mariucci? I haven't heard anything about uh, ESPN covering the Big Ten tournament. Because Butchacross did say that. Keep your eye out for TV for the first round if Minnesota's hosting. 
well, there you go. And we're hoping that something happens because I remember Butchgrass did say something uh, on Saturday night's game that they were going to be covering some games of the tournament. I'm guessing one of the weekend games, something like that. I'm not did he didn't really be specific, but he did mention that they were going to be televising some Big Ten tournaments. So uh, be on the lookout for that, people, because um, it's not just Big Ten Network. Because obviously, we know that Big Ten Network is is busy with with uh, basketball these next couple of weeks, aren't they? Yeah, but at least for the first round, Big Ten Network's taken up by that. So yep. if the Gophers get on TV for that, it, it won't be on Big Ten. Yes. Well, we, we can hope so. Well, guys, I mean, do we have anything else really to cover right now? Um, I did get the fiscal year 17 revenue numbers yes. for men's hockey. Uh, we can see from that that ticket revenue – has fallen from its peak of about seven million to about four point seven. Ooh! So that's from the start of the Big Ten when they hit seven, and then this year is about four point seven. So you can see that the ticket numbers are starting to dip a little bit. That number doesn't include this season, where we've seen them sell, you know, eight thousand, <laughs> nine thousand to a lot of games this year. Yeah. So and, I think we'll see that go down even more. And we saw a big mistake asking a question earlier this evening. He wants to know your opinion around the early season ticket renewal program and giveaways. What do you think of that, Viggs? Well, I think the giveaways are a good idea. You know, it's a way to, to reward people for uh, signing up early. I think it's also kind of a sneaky way for Minnesota to gauge the health of its season ticket base right now by seeing how many people are going to renew. Uh you know, I did mention in my athletic piece that I published a few weeks ago that uh, Don Lucia is on the last year of his contract, and you know, I heard from Mark Coyle that Big Ten titles are nice, but he wants to see postseason success. Um, I think he'd also like to see more season ticket holders. Uh, so that's a that's a big decision coming right now to the hockey program and the athletic department. And as you say that, I can hear Don Lucia in the background complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's okay. I, you know, all the things that people like to talk about over hockey, not really Don Lucia's fault, but <laughs> sometimes there's got to be something that has to happen. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, you know, seeing that we hear the some of the terrorism in the background, we need to keep you in good standings with your wife, Viggs. And we know that Hammy's got to go to the airport anyway, so let's just wrap this up. Um, Viggs, do you have anything coming up on The Athletic in the next couple of weeks? <laughs> Uh, coming up pretty soon is an article on early departures. I'm going to take a look back at uh, early departures since the new CBA was signed. Um, and then I got some good quotes from uh, Scott Bell, uh, Don Lucia, Tyler Sheehy, kind of talking about what players think about college and, and professional hockey. So hopefully people enjoy it on The Athletic. And what about uh, the media availability today? What are we going to uh, hear there? Hear, uh, Don Lucia talk a little bit about uh, his power play, which has been up and down, uh, the goalie situation, uh, what they need to do against Penn State. Um, you'll hear from uh, Matt Robson, you know, talking about his philosophy in net and battling with Eric Shearhorn. And then uh, Brent Gates, you know, looking forward to, to what the crowd will be like in Hockey Valley this weekend and what the team needs to do down the stretch. All right, Hammy, do you have any final thoughts? No, just uh, hoping that they kind of keep up with their current, you know, performance in recent weeks, and uh, and just really keeping my fingers crossed that maybe they're peaking at the right time. We all know that uh, 
especially when you get in the NCAAs, if you get a hot goalie, all you need is a few weeks of that kind of play, and you might find yourself surprised. So hopefully, you know, we, we're seeing some good things heading in the, down the stretch. I would, I would agree with that. Hopefully they're starting to peak right now. Uh, remember, you can always follow Hammy and Hammy Hockey on Twitter. You can follow Vigo at EVigo on Twitter and him on The Athletic. We'll be back next week to recap the Penn State series and preview the Big Ten tournament. Um, we'll see if uh, Minnesota can secure that home ice. Until then, thanks for listening. Yeah, I, you know, I think that he's been through it. I know that uh, at the end of the last year in Penticton, he had to win three straight games just to qualify because uh, they were in um, one and dones at that point in time. And, you know, they, they won those tight, low-scoring games. And, you know, that's basically where we're at right now. We touched on, you know, two weeks ago our playoffs began. So we got another weekend that's uh, just as important. How have him and Eric really been pushing off each other? In yeah, I mean it's been good. I mean Eric, uh, Eric's a big time team player. I told him I, I still think he's going to play a role here, and um, you know he's going to work to be ready. Uh, but right now, when with the way Matt's playing, that you know he's going to be the guy playing. Everybody's healthy this week. Yep, everybody's healthy. Um, you know, we had uh, to Monday. We had a couple guys with the flu, but I think today, knock on wood, the last two days we have had everybody. First time in a long time. Novak's feeling good coming off his injury. The, the hand injury that he had. Yeah, that was a long time ago. So, you know, that happened, what, early January. So we're, we're six weeks past that. So he's fine. Besides goaltending, what's been the key to losing? Defending. I mean, not giving up many goals. I think that's, you look at, uh, you know, the last half a dozen, eight games. You know, we, Notre Dame got the four on us the one night. But uh, other than that, we've, you know, been giving up one or two. And uh, hopefully we can get to, to three or um, and given us a chance to win. But the guys have dug in pretty well, and um, we've played good teams, and it's only going to make us better. We're, we put ourselves back in a good position, but obviously a lot at stake this weekend. But it's forget about the standings and all. It's, it's just still continuing to play the right way and uh, looking at the big picture, that you know the details and the process to winning. Penn State style of offense, that's something you're... Yeah, well, they're going to shoot from everywhere. It's, our goaltenders are aware of that. they got to be ready for the bad angle shots. Our D got to you know, clean out the net front. And uh, that's going to be really important that they, you know, take care of that blue paint. Do you see progress coming in the power play? Uh, no, but, you know, we, we scored three two weeks ago. And, you know, I'm just kidding. But uh, the reality is that we only had three chances and we had six or eight shots on goal. We just, we just got to, we get chances. We just have to score. Matt, these last uh, seven games consecutive, what's, what's the run been like for you so far? It's been fun. You know, obviously sitting out the first half is uh, – you know, it was a bit of a battle um, coming into school, but I knew what uh, I knew it was going to happen. So, you know, I kind of just had to kind of keep my head up, come to work every day, and I knew I'd get my chance. And obviously, you know, I'm having fun doing it. How have you seen your role really evolve since you mentioned sitting out and now being the guy for the last seven games? Uh, you know, I don't think it's really it's changed at all. You know, whoever's going to play is going to play, and um, you know, the coaches have confidence. Whoever's going to be in the crease is going to, you know, give us a good chance to win uh, win the game. And um, you know, I, that's really my mindset going in. You know, just just make the next save and. Um, hopefully our guys can pot a few and you know come away with a couple points. 
You guys are in playoff mode now. What do you draw from Penticton last year in the playoffs that applies this way? Uh, uh, definitely a lot to draw from. You know, we kind of had a, a, a story of a, a playoffs last year, three straight game sevens, um, overtime win in the championship. Uh, really just, you know, staying even keel. There's going to be ebbs and flows, ups and downs, all that sort of stuff. And um, you kind of just got to keep moving forward and uh, keep marching through the playoffs, and hopefully we can go on a run here. Coaches have described your style as kind of a quiet goaltender. Is that something you've been working on this season, or has that always been a trait of yours? I like to think it's always been kind of a trait of mine. I, I kind of I like to use the comparison like a quarterback in the pocket, um, kind of, you know, when pressure's closing in, being able to stay, palm, stay calm and deliver a pass. And, um, you know, I kind of think doing the same thing, except, you know, instead of throwing the ball, I'm catching a puck. And, um, yeah, staying calm is definitely uh, a big part of my game. And um, I just like, you know, quiet feet, quiet hands, and let the puck hit you basically is, is all it is. What's been the response from uh, you know, he's a great guy, a great teammate. Um, and we're, we're very close. So, um, I mean, there's, there's competition every day in practice, and that's the way it should be. What do you expect to see against Penn State? What are your kind of games you're looking forward to this weekend? Just a lot of shots, honestly. They shoot the puck from everywhere, and they've been putting up a lot of numbers on, on a lot of goalies this year. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the challenge. And, um, you know, exciting last week before, before playoffs. And, you know, I think we're heating up at the right time. Did Penn State come up this weekend? I mean, what kind of games are you expecting to see against them? Uh, you know, it's getting down to the end of the year, and uh, every team's really trying to play the same way. It's playoff hockey, and um, you know they like to play up and down the ice. They like to play offensive. They don't, they don't run any traps or anything like that. So um, we're expecting a fast-paced, uh, physical game, and being back on a smaller sheet, you know, uh, everything's gonna happen quicker. So. Is that enough place to play out there, Penn State? Yeah, they have a, a good uh, fan base. Their, their students are pretty rowdy, so, um, you know, the environment's always a little hostile, but uh, we all really enjoy going out there and, and having some good competition and, and playing fun hockey. I also play your goaltender, really just giving you guys a lot of confidence in the last seven games since he started. Yeah, he's been really good. He's been unbelievable, and, you know, he's making big saves at key times, and, um, you know, he's, he's, being, he's playing solid. I mean, uh, he hasn't had many mistakes. And like I said, when we need a big save, he's come up with one. So it's huge. Does it help that we're going on a smaller sheet this weekend as we head into the playoffs? Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, um, playoffs are, are pretty much, I think, all going to be played on a smaller sheet. And, uh, you know, the, the style of play just changes a little bit where uh, four check becomes really important. And uh, you get a little less room off the rush. And, uh uh, less open ice, so I think uh, it's a good little tune-up going in and playing um, some hockey on a, on a smaller sheet and just figuring out how we need to play going into playoffs. What can the forwards do to help out defensively? Uh, you know, just always coming back to the middle of the ice, making sure we're picking guys up, and uh, you know, their forwards in the slot, we need to come back and get under their sticks, not give any easy ice in front of uh, Robson. Uh, you know, we, we need to help out Robson just as much as our D do. Anything in particular you're looking at? to see from your team in these last couple of games? Anything you guys want to get out of it besides obviously winning? But what are you looking to see like from the team in particular? Yeah, I mean, we know obviously what's what's at stake as far as home ice. Um, so that's number one. You know, we got to get a win going out there. But uh, we, we feel like we've been playing good hockey. And, you know, we, we want to continue that going into playoffs. We don't want to, you know, we, we've been moving forward. We don't want to take a step back here. So, um, you know, we're still not where we want to be. You know, we have high expectations for our team, and um, these two games are, are a good test for us. And like I said, we just want to keep it rolling. With this 6-1-1 uh, one one run that the team's on right now, are there a couple of aspects that you can see that the team's improved upon that's made it so successful? Well, our, our team defense and our, and our goaltending's been great. Um, you know, 
they've all been pretty low-scoring games, I think, other than uh, that 7-1 game against Wisconsin. Um, so I think we're just learning how to uh, buy in and, you know, you know, finish off games, whether it's in the third period, maybe up a goal or, or even down one. Um, so I think as far as just our whole team coming together and really, really knowing what everyone needs to do in their own role, and um, I think everyone's been buying in.